Hello and welcome once again to the How Long To Beat podcast. Uh, I'm Rick, joined by Alex and Paula. Uh, it's five degrees here and I'm in a vest. What? So, this week, I, I don't know why I threw that out there. That's just like useless <laughs> trivia. Um, so, Is that what you guys call tank tops there? Vests? Yeah, 100%. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, the tank top is like at least one syllable too many. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> it's a vest. Fair. So, this week... We are going to talk about what we've been retired and been playing. Uh, we're going to squeeze a topic and a user question in, uh, both centered around the ideas of uh, adaptations of video games um, into other mediums. And then we're going to finish off, as always, with your favorite, the one, the only. How, How long, long to be? To be the, the game. game. See, I tried to catch you out and you both nailed it. So. <laughs> Sweet. We're on to your tricks. <laughs> yeah, you don't even need to trick us. We're going to fuck up by ourselves eventually. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a good segue. Pala, tell us about Cupid Parasite. Ooh. Okay, so I finished, I completed Cupid Parasite. I got like every single CG, every ending. Oh my God, this game is amazing. I. It has to be one of my favorite Ajama games, really. And it is very different in more than one way like to the others i played so far because first of all it is a rom-com and most of the other games have like more i guess more serious or dark undertones to them and also this game is so stupid it doesn't take itself seriously at all and i love it for it because in other games like they 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 do like silly stuff but they start or they have a very strange plot but it doesn't really work in a serious manner. But this one was like, okay, we're going to do something stupid and we are not going to take it seriously. And it works completely and I love it. Also, like the, the whole cast of characters, it has to be like one of the first times that I don't really have any major issues with any of the characters, like at all. And I had a, and I still have a very hard time picking favorites. And Lynette. The protagonist, it is like a 10 out of 10. She's amazing as a protagonist. She really keeps like the, the plot rolling. And every single time she gets mad at the five parasites, the parasite five antics, it's, it's just beautiful. And the way they play the thing that she's like the, you could say she's like the seventh uh, parasite because she's the Cupid parasite, but at this, because like, she is so good at matchmaking, but at the same time, she's so fucking dense when it comes to herself. Like, stupidly so, at the, at the point that one of the parasites is a parasite because of her. Uh, it's just, it was very well done, and not a single joke, like, overstayed its welcome. And the story itself didn't overstay its welcome either, because there are times where they try to milk one particular point, and they go, like, way too long on that point and then it's like why do we care about this point but the pacing on this game was uh really good it i would like to recommend it to everyone but i know it's not for everyone because of i guess the more mature nature of some of the jokes or maybe like um some of the scenes that maybe more than some want to handle in their visual novels but for anyone who doesn't Care, I guess, or that is looking for like a rom-com kind of thing on their uh, gaming career. I don't know. Um, I would 
wholeheartedly recommend this one. Just expect absolute insanity. Uh, also, the game is one on, like, on the longer side, but maybe it was my fault because I didn't realize you could skip to the next choice. You didn't code realize you could escape to the next choice. I didn't know, and I spent <laughs> my time is around 50 hours, but it would have been like, I don't know, 45 hours maybe if I knew that beforehand. Okay. Can I ask a question? Uh, so for like the uninitiated, you mentioned CGs. Oh, I'm that? an idiot. Okay, so a CG is no, like, a, <laughs> okay. it, like a picture, like when you get like a special picture of the scene that's going on, that's what we call a CG. Oh, that's like so, in like Ash and Hawk when they're all like kissy kissy and you get a special image. Is that what you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, those when... are special images and those are what we call CGs. When the protagonist mm -hmm. does a clumsy fall over and like one of the one of the males catches them in her arms and it's like super like romanticized and then it fades in from white and they're just there and it's all the screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that full nice. screen image is what we call a CG. And the ones here are amazing. Cool. More the ways than one because I already like talk a lot my about my how much I love this artist in particular mm. because of how good her art is and how it fits like the tone of the game. And it also was the same artist of Cafe Enchante, and I also adore the art of Cafe Enchante and the character design. So, like, the the art is super good, like, miles better than a lot of the other visual novels out, out there. I will put it, I would put it out, up there with uh, Pio Fiore, um, God Realize, and obviously Cafe Enchante, Cafe Enchante because it's of the same artist. And those are like the trifecta, I guess, of beautiful art in Otome games, those three artists. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. The final route was hilarious. Like the, this one character can carry like the the comedy of the of the route like 80% of the time, which is amazing. And the I'm gonna say how the plot resolved itself was fitting in the whole absurdity of this whole game. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have it any other way. So yeah, how about Alex? Do you want to talk about sure. your uh, completions here? Because you have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, Actually, there are two that I'm like, how? It's mm. two that, I, that you're playing that I've been, <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, they're not actually super long. Here to explain. <laughs> so first off, I beat Death's Door, um, which you're not currently playing, but uh, Death's Door, you know, it, it's really like it's good. It is a good game. It's just not like it didn't blow me away. I guess you know, like it's very competent, but I think that's kind of where I put it. like it's a really excellent eight game. You know, like it's good. It's not quite amazing. You finish it and you're like, okay, that was fun. And I feel like Metroidvanias are getting to this, or rather roguelikes are getting to the same point that Metroidvanias are, where like competent and good and like a, a solid seven to eight just isn't enough really to recommend them at this point. And I felt that sort of looking at the pre-release for Death Store, 
Yeah, and I mean, I think I still mm. would recommend this because, like, I okay. did have fun because it's short. I think that's why. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think I beat it in. I, I pull up my time in a second here, but it was like ten or eleven hours or something that that it took me to beat it, which. Mm. For me, that's like, okay, this was really like, you know, a few sessions of gaming um, in order to actually get this completion done. And so that kind of like bumps it up a little higher for me. Oh, actually, it was nine hours and 50 minutes for me. So like, really, that's why I... It's not I, for a roguelike. Well, it's not a roguelike. Or this light, isn't a rather, roguelike. Rather. Uh, it's, it's not? It's, not, it's none of those. No, no, no. It's it's a Zelda oh. game, basically. Um, uh, yeah. What? Okay. It's like it got uh, right. a couple I, dungeons. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, this isn't... Um, now, you're, you are going to die a lot. You know, and I, I hate doing these comparisons because I know it's always, it's always fucking compared to this, but the reality is that, like, Dark Souls has made the roll, dodge, die quickly thing its thing, right? And that's basically what this is in a, you know, zoomed out perspective with Zelda-esque puzzling and slight Metroidvania um, styling kind of progression to it where you get items that can let you go explore more. Um, it's got an interesting story that I that I liked. Um, the bosses are adorable, but also ultimately come down to just pattern recognition um and there's not a lot of like health and like magic upgrades i got all of them uh, there's really not many um and so i managed to beat the final boss wasn't even really that hard but like it's really just because i don't know maybe i'm used to this kind of patterny recognition games where i'm just like okay well he's gonna do this and he's gonna do that and i just have to go dodge dodge good um so yeah i don't know i don't know like yeah, an 8 out of 10 game. A good game. But I just, there's something about it. Do you know what I mean? There's just something that I'm like, it's missing something for me that would push it over the edge to be like, ah, you gotta play this. Um, yeah. Art style's adorable. <laughs> really cute. I, and from a game to not a game. Yes. So I also <laughs> beat uh, There Is No Game, Wrong Dimension for the PC. <laughs> this game's really funny. Um it is a little like there are points where I was like, okay, let's fucking move along here a little bit. Cause I think this came from a small concept, like a, like a 15 minute or so concept and then turned into this much bigger game, which still isn't very long. It's a couple hours long. Uh, and it's, it's a point and click adventure game. It has an excellent hint system. Um, I don't think I ever had to actually look up anything outside of it uh, because some of the things you have to do are a little like, the fuck am I supposed to do here? Um, so you're like, but it's not that bad. Like in terms of point and clicks, I would say it's much better than some of the worst offenders, you know, where you have to do a puzzle that's really sort of silly and it'll comment on that sometimes. And, uh, you know, it's a very meta game and um, I just liked it. It's just a fun, it's just, it's fun. Um, but like I said last time, do not play this on the Switch. <laughs> not because I think it's bad on the Switch. It's just this is clearly meant to be played on your computer and it will easily run on your computer. Um, and it's also cheaper on PC. So just get it on your PC. Um, anyway, that's all I have to say about that one. Very funny voice acting in it. And uh, really does like actually sweep you up in its story pretty well, I have to say. Like sometimes you think like, oh, how invested am I going to get in this? And you're like, pretty invested uh i also beat picross lord of the nazarick so I, I hit the credits i did all the like memories and all the color picross i didn't do all the clip picross because clip picross is where you're making a bigger picture out of smaller picross puzzles and that has always felt like a fucking 
fine. You want more fucking Picross here? Like it's always felt like that a little <laughs> bit because they're not really puzzles, right? You're just filling out like a section. So you're not really revealing an interesting image. You're just like, uh, fill in, fill in, fill in, fill in, fill in. Okay, got it. And like just move on to the next one. Like it's always felt tedious to me. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not fucking doing that. Um, but I did get all the memories and stuff. If you like Overlord, I bet this is cool. Um, if you only like Picross, it's also cool. But if you like both, it's probably great. <laughs> so, like, I would say it's somewhere yeah, especially to, because yeah. you're like revealing like the the Overlord stuff, but also like yeah. on the clip Picross, it's actually entertaining because it's like, oh, I got this section, okay. Oh, uh, that looks like a cape. Which character could that be? And yeah. you start like trying to guess. Uh, what is going on in the picture beforehand? I mean, I liked the art, like looking at, cause you unlock like galleries and stuff and memories and things. And I liked looking at it. I was like, I don't really know what this is, but it's cool art, you know, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just an anime and I'm like, that looks neat. So anyway, I beat that. I've actually gone back and I also just beat, I didn't add it on my list, but I just beat the Picross S4 color Picross. Cause I was like, I also want to do that. So Picross has sunk me in hard. Also, as a note, I have a very long three-hour online class in the mornings, and Picross is really good for that. <laughs> You're just sitting there. You can't see it. They make me keep, leave my camera on, but you can't fucking see my hands, so I'm just playing Picross. And I'm like, yeah, I'm listening, dude, whatever. Um, so anyway, that's my life. Tut, tut, tut. Uh, and the last one, I am I beat Aviary Attorney, which last week I said I would play when it went on sale, and lo and behold, the next goddamn day it went on sale, so... The lowest sale it's been on ever. So I was like, there you go. Um, I want to, okay, I'm going to preface because I am going to critique this game a little bit, but I want to preface it with a couple things. One, it is a great game. Two, it's by a small studio. Very small. It's like basically a couple people, um, which means that while, of course, it takes inspiration from Mace Attorney, there is no way in hell it could ever come close to them because of the fact that that is a huge team that works on uh, Ace Attorney. Um Thirdly, I've played every goddamn Ace Attorney game out there, so I'm a little biased <laughs> towards Ace Attorney. I love it. Uh, so anyway, that's my caveats. But what I'll say about this game, um, without going into like spoilers or anything, um, it's good. Its writing is great. Its art is excellent. I like the music a lot as well. Um, I also like the setting. When I when I saw that it was set in 1848 France in January, I was like, I fucking know where we're going. <laughs> I'm like, I know this period of time in history. And so like, I'm a bit of a, like, you know, history buff. And I'm like, I know exactly what's about to go down. So that was really exciting. And I like what they did with it. I thought it was really clever and really intelligent. Um, I think the three endings is a dumb idea. I don't think it's very intriguing and it actually detracts from. So when you think about it, it's like, what ends up happening is that you have three acts and then you have a fourth act split into three possibilities but really oh, then you have multiple endings because yes there's multiple um endings. i was close to getting one and i think i actually pm'd rick because before you started playing the game it's like if this game has multiple endings i'm gonna get them all because like which isn't that i can hard. see it, it it probably is but I, I just gotta say, I don't think I'm getting towards the good one here. Oh, okay. I got the good end in mine. <laughs> That's fair. I think I might know what happened in yours. Then. But yeah, I got the good end. Because um, I started to see, I think, like what was going on. Uh, anyway, what, what ends up happening is that your final act is actually kind of a letdown in some ways. I like it, but ultimately, gameplay-wise, it feels a little cheap. Um, 
compared to the great stuff that they were doing earlier. And I think that's at the fault of the multiple endings. Um, instead of focusing on one big kind of payoff for the story they've been building, they have to kind of split it into three of which one is satisfying, the others are lesser, less so, um, and, and even satisfying at an edge. So anyway, that's something, it's an interesting experiment, and it was kind of cool to see that. And what's actually interesting is that this game, it's really similar to the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles um, and some of the ideas. And I thought that was kind of neat. And like, I, cause I feel like they were kind of simultaneously happening. I think, I'm not sure. Um, I think Avery Attorney predates it by like a year or two. Oh, but they would be in I production. Think. Do you know what I mean? Like they're like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I say the yeah. point. I say the point. Yeah. So that's why I find that really fascinating because Aviary Attorney clearly wouldn't have come out like, you know, like they, neither of them could have really been influenced by each other, you know? Parallel uh, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And so that I thought was, was really neat. Um, I think the day, it, it works on this day structure where like you're going through days. I think that's arbitrary and ultimately wasn't that much fun. Like it was kind of like, I was like, uh, I like, I love investigating. And so like kind of making me choose like an optimal path of investigation really only mattered in like one of the cases, which is kind of why I was like, mm, just let me investigate. You know, that's kind of what these are about. But anyway, interesting idea in concept. So I think that's that's kind of my sort of like quibbles with that. But again, like I want to be really clear. I loved this game. This was great. <laughs> um, but it's like just thinking about it at, in like a more granular like kind of gameplay wise. Those are the things where I was like, those were really interesting experiments and I'm glad they tried them, especially because it's a short game. It's like, I feel like this is the perfect venue to try out this kind of different take on it. Um, but ultimately I don't think they pay off in ways that maybe they were hoping they would. Um, but yeah, everyone should play it, I think, because it's really, <laughs> it's very funny. Like there are some like very, very yeah. good um, jokes. And ooh, fun fact for French, uh, the first guy who's killed is Grenouille. And uh, that's like a pun on Grenouille, which is French for a frog. So like, I love it. Like all their names are like animal puns. So, yeah, there you go. So some of them you might be like, I don't get it. And it's like, oh, it's because they're using the French word of, for the name instead of like the English one. But uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Good shit. And you know, if you liked this one, Rick, you might like the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles because they're very, they're like, honestly, as I was playing it, I was like, oh yeah, this is like a short version of that game in some ways, um, especially okay. with the especially with the politics and like dealing with grander concepts. Um, and I have to say like, like the logic in this one is as insane in the, as in the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Yep. Uh, well, listen, no, never oh, say never. Yeah. But like, it's totally The real question is, yeah. oh, is it a ladder or a step ladder? Oh, in this? <laughs> Wait, what? I'm Did you this. find the joke? Wait, you didn't find the step ladder joke in this game? I might not have. I might not have gone to that one. What part was that? Because you can oh, miss stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can miss stuff. It is on chapter one. Uh, you have to enter a house on... Oh, in the not legal way. No, yes, I yeah, never mind. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really oh, liked the red herring thing. Did you <laughs> pursue the red herring? Um, you get a little medal for I pursuing tried, it. I tried, they told me it was stupid. <laughs> I just said, I don't care and went for it. <laughs> it was very fun. <laughs> oh, I have to pursue it next time. Yeah. If you know if you know French history as well, I think you'll get more out of this game too, because it really does adhere to like 
that period of time. Like it's like very much playing with a real thing that happened and with real players and real names. There's one particular name they dropped that I was like, <laughs> see what you're doing there. Um, but it's super accessible irrespective. Oh yes. Like, I mean, that's just flavor. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm. it's not something that you like require, but like it'd be worth looking a little bit up about that time period while you're playing. Um, Cause you'll just get like an even nicer understanding. Anyway, that's Aviary Attorney. Highly recommend it. I hope more people try and do things with Ace Attorney style, but I also recognize that like this is a testament to how difficult these games are to make because here's a small team who's able to make this kind of short four something hour game and you're like Ace Attorney games are upwards of like 40 hours and it's like, how the shit do they do that? You know, <laughs> like my yeah. God. That's, that's yeah. misery. And like to to spread out uh uh you know mystery across that long of a game like that i I don't know playing this made me appreciate it even more like i just yeah anyway that's it rick tell us all about what you've beaten which is yeah my one completion this week uh was grim's hollow the somewhat controversial itchmas game um i i adore this i had a (laughs) wonderful time playing this game um i actually found that the combat was less janky the further i got in uh, weirdly um so for anyone who didn't sort of follow along with itchmas and participate grim's hollow uh, is a short sort of around about three hour long um rpg maker game um it's a very sort of tightly wound rpg experience the combat is um single protagonist but it's very very akin to the super mario rpg games like superstar saga Bowser's industry that kind of thing where there's timing based attacks and defensive maneuvers um it's like the one timing thing for everything um but it really sort of brings you into it it's all on an active time system which i think works slightly better for that because the battles do feel very frenetic um it has a very well-pitched skill tree uh that ties into the story and is sort of well-pitched for the length of the experience Uh, the game actually tells a really compelling narrative i found myself very drawn to that side of things uh, there's a beautiful sort of black and purple aesthetic. Uh, the game looks better than it has any right to for an RPG maker sort of free experience. Uh, it has a couple of little CGs. It's really well presented throughout. Um, I just had a wonderful time with it. I don't think there are enough short, like classic RPG experiences. I think the RPG could lend itself much better to a sort of three to eight hour miniature experience if it was pitched that way um to tell a tighter narrative to have a little bit more scope to work things around that way you know limit yourself to a few dungeons there doesn't need to be a grind you can pitch the battles out a little bit more um conservatively and be a bit smarter about it and tie things in in a a more cohesive manner Uh, and this game is a testament to how you can do that and do that well and do that right um I didn't really see much of the discourse about why people didn't get on with this. My best guess is that sort of in between shorter narrative experiences, this sort of three-hour RPG, especially sort of towards the back end when people were trying to catch up, felt like too much. Maybe people didn't give it a proper fair shake. Um, that's my best guess at it. I would implore anyone who looked at this and, and passed on it or you know took a swing at it and it didn't sort of land immediately... Give it a second shot. It really is well worth a play. Um, did either of you play this? I feel like you played it briefly, Alex. I think you may have skipped it, Paolo. 
mine genuinely um, did not work. I skipped it. Like a lot of the gameplay elements just wouldn't work. Like I would I would hit things um, and they weren't going. It would like delay and I was like, what the fuck? Like so anyway, I mm. I had no interest. I was like, I don't I got limited time. <laughs> not fucking with this. So, you know. I'm well, really yeah, glad. When you get your new rig, when you get the new rig. There you go. Give it a go. Yeah, he didn't First play game because, on like the new oh, okay. Alienware laptop is a fucking Grim, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Oh man, and and a game you definitely won't be playing on the new rig, Alex. Tell us about your one and our collective one retirement this week. Oh sure. Well then, yes. Uh, the only retirement that was a really sad retirement for me, actually, because I did, I I really wanted to play this, which was uh, Secret Little Haven. But I so like to give you context, this is like a um it's one of those like you know, folk computer games where you're like exploring okay. a narrative and you're like on this computer and it's 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 a trans story essentially. So um yeah, young individual kind of exploring and, and understanding their identity online. But uh I got this through the big, you know, um BLM um oh the big itch bundle yeah the huge itch one and maybe it's an issue with the itch version i don't know the steam one maybe has maybe has been updated i'm not sure but uh there's a lot of bugs in this like it it just didn't really work so there's this issue where like you open this chat window that's kind of like aim or or messenger and you just kind of click and like they'll offer you options for dialogue and you just click them and so you'll you'll read them but I made the mistake of accidentally like exiting out of that. And then when I opened it, I had to like redo all the conversations. And then at one point when I went to click, so you can like go and find a new one, you add it and this person will start talking to you, but then they weren't there. So then I exited out of it and then I opened it again. And and now they are there and they're talking, but now some of the other conversations have restarted, but some of them haven't restarted. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? Like it just... And then I couldn't get like this event thing to work properly. And then when I did get it to work properly, it also glitched and like, oh, holy crap. Like so much stuff was just fucking up entirely. And I was like, uh, cause it split to a few days. And then I went online to read and apparently there's some like elements in it later where you have to mess around with the terminal. Cause you do some, like, it like teaches you how to do some like, like hacking, I guess, basically. Um, but apparently it's like fucking barely ever works if it does. And I was like, oh, I am not interested in like going to an area that's going to become extremely frustrating and difficult to do um so yeah i was a little sad about that i think this could be an interesting thing to watch a quick little playthrough of maybe um because aesthetically it's really i loved it it's like all this like kind of pink and like like pastel colors and i think the narrative that i was like listening to like that i was reading so like thus far was like really good and it was really fun to explore that kind of like desktop and look at all these little applications that they had and like um yeah i so anyway you know like that's the shame where i was like a really good narrative around like a really rocky um some really rocky coding and so yeah unfortunately i I can't really recommend it because of that um but like i said maybe the steam version is better i don't know um, I don't think this is an issue with my computer or anything like, you know, looking up, um, people's experiences with it. I got a lot of the same stuff. So yeah. Anyway, if you got in the itch bundle, maybe don't try it there. Maybe see if you can get it on steam or something. It's, it's really, really, really cheap. I mean, it was on sale recently for like three CAD. So, um, I think usually it's only like six CAD or something like that in general, but 
Anyway, that's Secret Little Haven. Sadly, retired because of technical issues. Uh, anyway, why don't we move on to what we've been playing? I don't know who wants to go first. I will why don't you jump in. Yeah, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So to be fair, I, I've had a really hectic week, so almost everything mm-hmm. is going to be a name check that I have nothing new to say on. So still playing as follows the witcher pc sable for pc god of war remastered 3 ps4 it takes two for ps4 deadbolt for vita crimson shroud for 3ds all varying degrees of excellent the one i really want to talk about is cuphead and the reason i really want to talk about that is your boy got a switch by which i mean i'm borrowing a friend's switch light that he's not using anymore um the one game that he has on his account that i wanted to play before i wipe it and like put my own account on there is Cuphead. Uh, this is a game that I've had sat in my wish list on Steam for years and, and never really got around to. And to be fair, without this nudge, possibly would have never gotten around to because generally speaking, as much as I love the aesthetic and um, the, the idea and all the work that's gone into the animation, boss rush games aren't normally my thing, but this is really good. Mm. Um, I, I think as much, if not more, thought and time and effort has gone into um, the encounter design, the game feel the way it's all set up. And that really shines in a game like this where um, that sort of die, rinse, repeat sort of situation is so crucial to the game. Um, and, you know, it doesn't stick the landing every time, but 85 90% of the boss phases and bosses are really, really well pitched. Um, the game gives you some, but not too many options in terms of, like, loadout and how you set your character up. Um, it gives you a few tools, enough to give you some flexibility in your approach, but not too many as to confuse things. Um, it does some interesting things with what it calls the parry mechanic. So what that is, is when you jump, instead of a double jump on the second press of the button, uh, your character glows pink. And any pink projectile, uh, and occasionally some pink sort of like static object, you can bounce off with a parry. Um, it's something that you're scored on at the end of each boss, Uh, It's something that allows you to build up special meter. It also allows you another way of getting past certain projectiles and boss attack patterns. Uh, And they really stretch what is quite a simple mechanic in all kinds of different directions to do different things and make the game have a slightly unique feel. That obviously is bolstered by the way the game looks, which is incredible in a word. Um, I, I can only imagine what this looks like on like a 1080p or a 4K big display. Uh, what I can tell you is on the little 720p Switch Lite screen, the Switch Lite is such a nice little device, by the way. Um, I've played on a regular Switch, and the four buttons that they give you in lieu of a D-pad are vile. The D-pad on the Switch Lite is is among the best I've ever used. It's um, my favorite. <laughs> which which yep. is good, because those controls are baked in, and as long as the, the Joy-Cons don't decide to start drifting, like that set, the setup is almost as perfect as you could make it for a system like this. I'm I'm very enamored with it. Um, yeah, and the good news off. is, uh, first of all, the Switch like has like a slight revision to the Joy-Con that it has like a slightly different model, so it's more drift resistance. Ooh. But when it does start to drift, uh, changing the right Joy-Con is actually pretty easy because uh, they made it so it's like with the Vita that they have a, a sister board there. Oh, okay. Rather than having to do full on disassembly and everything else. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's a friend's console, so hopefully I won't have to open it. Um, but... 
ne- nevertheless, on on the little Switch Lite screen, it looks amazing. Uh, really, really great. Um, and it, I feel like it's a good length as well for what it is. So I will have this finished in time for next week, and I'll probably gush about it a little bit more then. Uh, I have one boss left to do in the regular worlds before I hit like whatever the finale is. Nice. Um, just a lot of time for this game. It, it's so well pitched, feels firm but fair. Um, there's very few cheap things in it, which is commendable for a game that is a boss rush. And ostensibly, boss rushes are pattern recognition, certain sort of cheap things. Very rarely do you get the sense that this is this is being cheap and, and cheating you as a player out of things. Uh, and it still somehow manages to give you enough variety for it to all work within that. You do have sort of the odd run and gun section, but ostensibly it's almost entirely boss battles. Um, have either of you played this one? No, it's been on my list I'd... for a long time. But... It is on my list, too. Yeah. It's exactly of... the same as I was then, yeah. No, I actually have immediate access to it uh, because um, my boyfriend has it and we tear in libraries. Ah, so okay. I could in theory play it, but I'm playing other things. <laughs> other things from yeah. slavery right now. Oh, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and just in terms of what I'll do with the Switch, so Box Boy and Box Girl is next on the list once I've beaten Cuphead and wiped it. Uh, I'm being lent a copy of Breath of the Wild, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, I have also been lent a copy of Astral Chain, which I'm equally excited about. Uh, and I'm going to have a copy of Shin Megami Tensei Five ordered very, mm-hmm. very soon, much to the surprise of absolutely nobody who listens to this podcast on the regular um but yeah that that's basically me cuphead and grim's hollow are all i've played this week so that that's as updated as we can possibly be um paula question mark yeah paula okay. tell us what you yeah. <laughs> um so i've been playing animal crossing horizons to the surprise of no one mm-hmm. i i am remodeling part of my island and i have like a little spot resembling a place in Olympia Sorry, to the surprise of absolutely no one. And last Saturday, there was like this uh, fishing journey event. So I went very quickly to grab that little achievement over there. Um, Aviary Attorney. Oh my God, this game, this game is amazing. <laughs> um, I know you had um, some, I don't know that, what point in, 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 the, in the game design you have troubles with yet. I don't think I haven't reached that point, but at the very least, uh, I agree with you when you said that it's very similar to the greatest attorney because it kind of tries to, I guess, deconstruct some notions on the Ace Attorney series. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to be vague here, but I I like what he's doing. It has sent me like into um into thinking mode for a couple of times. By now that I have like to put down the, the the game and try to think what the hell just happened, and I like that on a game. I like a game that makes me think and makes me question like my preconceptions with uh, the genre. I guess. Um, I am guessing I am not headed for the good ending, <laughs> uh, but at the very least, I want to try to see where my choices lead me, and. I pretty much stick with it and maybe then do a second playthrough and get and try to get the the good ending there. Well, um, the nice thing is you don't even have to do a second playthrough. Like you can literally just rewind days. So like if you want to get it, you just have to go back to the third act. 
one of the days in the third act. It's 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 actually fairly easy to get the other endings. Um, like you would just have to replay parts of the third act, basically. First and second act have no bearing on the on the ending. Hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. That is gonna be easier than most of my vision novels play playthroughs then. Mm-hmm. And also because Love of the Lord of the Nasarik has seen has taken over my life. So every time I'm like watching a video and just like playing pictures on the side. And I had trouble sleeping in the, cu- in the last couple of days. So I was like there at 3 a.m. playing pictures until I grew sleepy and then went to sleep again. Um, pictures at 3 a.m. Good shit. Um, and this might be a surprise to a lot of people. <laughs> I'm playing Dark Souls, the premier today mm-hmm. edition, which I stole from my boyfriend's library on Steam. And so far, no deaths. Somehow. And I decided to go, since I already watched parts of the game where my and my boyfriend went like with a sword user, I decided to go with something completely different. So I went with a sorcerer. And Oh my god, this this game is amazing. And the design of the first part of the game uh, up to the first boss is just Chefkis. Even if the controls are a little bit clunky, um, that hasn't really sent me to my deathbed yet. So I guess that's uh that's a good thing that the controls hadn't like really fucked me over when playing the game. So so far if I do end up dying that I guess it's going to happen pretty soon. Um, I feel like it's completely my fault and not like data controls or anything like that. It takes some getting used to because you attack with the, and block with the triggers and I am not used to that at all. Mm. Uh, so that's like literally my worst enemy right now, like uh, muscle memory on, on, on the controller still. Very good game. So far, so good. I really like how they're doing like the characters. And I know some of them like come back and you find them again and again. And they kind of have the character arcs to some extent. So I'm really looking forward to that. I am not looking forward to the deaths, but I'm prepared to, I'm prepared today here hmm. a lot. It's and the, the one, you kind of look like you wanted to say oh, sorry. something. I was just gonna Alex. Say, it's funny, like the the Dark Souls games, like Dark Souls and Bloodborne. So, like I've played like Dark Souls, like the remastered one that you're playing, and I've played Bloodborne, and like I love those games, but like I never beat them because I don't know what it is. Like I get to a point where I'm just tired of it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like because like it's challenging, and like it really is like yeah. like you have to. And this is, I think, why people love them so much is like you have to really be like focused and paying attention when you're playing these games. And um, it requires like, yeah, it just requires a lot of like real intense focus. And I get to a point where I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to focus on this anymore. <laughs> and you just like, you know what I mean? Or like you, you beat this huge part and you're just like, oh, okay, done. Oh my God, there's more, <laughs> you know? And you're like <laughs> that exhaustion. So it's happened to me both times where like I got really far into them. And then I was like, oh, I'm done. I don't know. I'll be interested to see if you get through all the way to the end. Um, Let's see, because I 
I I've seen my boyfriend play Dark Souls. He's currently playing Dark Souls three, mm. and even though that after you play like whatever Souls game, if you get into another one, it is it is easier to get into it. It's still, there are times where it's like where you hit a wall and and it doesn't seem like you're progressing at all. And when you finally are over that wall, you find a stronger enemy. It's like, whoop. Here I go again. Yep. Ten more attempts. A hundred more attempts. <laughs> exactly. So, yep. Exactly. I'm very curious. Am I gonna be able to finish this? Only time will tell. Mm. Um, and finally, the one that is not a surprise at all is Amnesia Crowd for the Vita. And that's the second fan disc, or the second kind of like... Um, fun what if after sorry game to amnesia memories i am literally just started it just because just before recording so i don't have much to say yet but i know there's a lot of content and i'm excited to finally see it so alex tell us everything about chimera 10 5 <laughs> or maybe not don't spoil us no i'm no not spoiling anything I'm, I'm just still a little further in. I, i'm literally only like over like between like an hour and two or so into this, you know what I mean? Like I'm still so, so short into it. Um, but it's great. It's so, um, I like the UI a lot. Like it's really snappy, which I know sounds like a weird thing, to talk, but like, it's just, you know, in, in a turn-based RPG, that's important, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's clean. It's nice. Um, I've been, you know, uh, negotiating with some monsters, um, which has been really fun. One thing, the run mechanic is a little fucking unwieldy. Like <laughs> it's one of those like, click and you're just like <laughs> sprinting and then i'm like okay stop stop sprinting like, jesus christ <laughs> i'm like no no you whatever no no hebo naho nobino whatever fucking whatever we just threw some nanaimo i don't know what that was i'm gonna call them i'm gonna call him the nanaimo now right so anyway someone got mad at me but you know the name of the the who you are in it um uh yeah it just kind of like weird running it's just weird but really great like i said pretty um and that's all i have to say about shipping every 10 five you know what actually gotta go, gotta go fast gotta go fast yeah honestly it's a little bit like sonic yeah i got the blue hair going it's like <laughs> it's like the naruto uh, naruto run like the arms behind them they're like <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> um but gotta he ho fast gotta he ho fast oh my god Rick. I, don't, I don't know what that i don't that's all right. That's that's a little inside joke. Okay, good. I'm like, this is an <laughs> SMT joke. What I will uh, say... If you know, you know. Yeah, and I don't. If um, you know, so... you know. <laughs> but um, I will say, this game, to me, feels like it gets you into it way faster than 4. Because um, I feel like I just was like, almost like right away, I'm like, oh, I'm in and I'm doing combat and stuff. So like, I, I really appreciate that because I think we all know JRPGs sometimes could be a little like... What what is going on over here? These two are laughing silently. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh, it said something on Discord or something. Oh yeah, okay. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, All right, it's fine. So clearly, I haven't played enough SMT. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I jumped going. off of four pretty bad, right? But like in this one, I actually feel like I kind of understand what's going on a little more, and like actually like had like a better understanding of the monsters too kind of right away and i'm like oh this is great um so yeah really good 
I recommend people try it. Thanks. I also started Evergate, which I'm not sure I'm going to keep playing right now. Not because it's like bad or anything. It's actually quite fun and interesting. Um, it's just, I don't know if I'm in the mood at the moment for kind of like an intense platformer, but it's a really neat platformer. And you're going to look at it and think, oh, Ori, because it's got like the purple and like the little white spirit creature, but it's it's nothing like Ori. It's, it's stage-based, but the way it works is really interesting. Um, so like... Basically, you have kind of like two mechanics, essentially. You jump, but then you hold down like ZR or whatever to target something. And you have these like white sort of spirit walls. And there are little vessels along there that'll do different things. So like one of them, if you target it, uh, this orange one, and you shoot through it, it's going to bounce you up into the air. And then when you get to this next area, you get ones that create platforms under you. And like the idea is that you want to collect a couple items in each level and destroy all the vessels to get to the end. And it's like a puzzle platformer and it's really fucking cool and it's really smart. Um, And it really gives you that, like it has a really quick, so when you die, it's just, you're immediately right back. It's just like, boom, okay, go. There's no loading or anything like that. You can hold down X if you screw up somewhere and you want to restart. So like it really... um, doesn't waste your time at all and like really rewards the idea of like getting everything that you need to and like built into it there are three kind of clear stages for each level where it's like first off if you just get through to the end that's totally fine but if you break all the vessels you get like a reward if you break if you collect these like spirit essences there's usually three of them you get a reward and if you clear it in a certain amount of time which is usually extremely fast you get a reward as well and by getting all of those you unlock these little artifacts that will give you certain kind of boosts but you can really only have like one uh selected at a time um and so you can kind of scroll through those boosts to decide like what one do i need the most in this level right now like what will help me a little more and you don't need any of them to complete the levels like all the levels are totally completable without any of those artifacts it's just that they'll give you a slight advantage so yeah i really recommend evergate for those who dig platformers and particularly like platformers that make you kind of scratch your head a little bit and figure out like what's the optimal way to get through this um so yeah um that's Evergate. And Judgment, I have done nothing with, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, you know, I don't know if people feel this, but like, I'm at a point right now where I, I don't really want to sit down in front of my TV and play games. Like, I don't know why, but like, sometimes I just get in that mood where I, do, I don't feel like playing console games for a while. And I just prefer like sitting down with something on my Switch and just kind of like maybe watching TV or something. And like, it's also because I think my partner has fortunately been like home more lately like often when i play console games it's usually because you know she's like so busy at work or something and i'm like well whatever i got the tv all to myself might as well play uh these though she does like watch me play some of these games especially yakuza type games like this because <laughs> they're freaking hilarious um but i don't know for some reason i just haven't been finding the motivation to play those i've been wanting to burn through switch games a little more lately but that's the beauty of having so many different consoles and whatnot around is that I can just decide based on my fancy what I want to be playing at the time, you know? Um, and that's where I'm at. Though I do think this time of year, I'm always into handhelds and stuff because like this is usually when I, this is when I started doing GBA things and then doing Game Boy stuff. And like, it's always this time of the year and I don't know why. Just is. Maybe it's because it's, I don't know, who knows? <laughs> um, all right, that's it. Man, we're doing great today. We're just like, we're so speedy. Um, Don't tempt fate. Jinx it. Well, it doesn't matter if we jinx it now. Who cares? Um, (laughs) Because we got, it doesn't matter. We got time. So this is 
our topic for this week is based off of a suggestion that uh, R2D2-1999 gave us um, in the Discord, which, and we'll get to their question later, but basically I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of movie, TV, musical adaptations of video games, and just to talk a little bit about them and why it's so hard and whether there's any good ones or not, and um, what's coming on the horizon, because at the moment there's like, man, there are so many game adaptations coming out in the future and some pretty big profile ones too um particularly in the tv space i mean i know where i live last of us was filming um last year so there's some there's some big shit on the way but i think what i want to start with before we like jump into even like some of the best and whatnot let's not kid ourselves the record for adaptations of video games is pretty shit <laughs> like when i looked at yeah. the best um movie adaptations when i looked at a list that rotten tomatoes had compiled there were maybe out of this like 40 something three or four that were above rotten <laughs> like they were almost all in like the 20s and like up to the 50s and like even sonic only like squeaked by a little bit and like the not that the rotten score is like means everything a game uh, movie can be shit and still enjoyable but like overall it seems like there have been less things that have knocked it out of the park than have squandered it entirely and so i'm kind of curious like why we maybe think some have just why it's so hard to make a good adaptation from a video game in particular. I think for the same reason, it's so hard to make such a good adaptation from anything. Um, you have to respect the medium and the differences between them. Like if you think about Uncharted, for example, that's one where there's, there's a film coming. Um, <laughs> Uncharted works because you are playing the story. Like that, that genre like is successful in cinema, like an Indiana Jones, Lara Croft type mm-hmm. thing. Um, Lara Croft's an interesting one. I always forget that's a video game that became the movie afterwards. Anyway, the, the yeah, point is like... Two well, two series. Uh, yeah. Like, a globe-trotting adventure thing kind of works, but what makes Uncharted compelling as a franchise is that you get to do the spelunking and the shooting and the platforming and the everything else. Uh, on a macro level, that's all of them. Like, when you make that transition, you have to make it work in spite of taking away the core component of being that character, playing that game. Um, another good example is the Assassin's Creed film, I think, um, that came out in Prince of Persia is another one that was around that same time Ugh, yeah, where what, what you essentially have done is made a generic action film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What, what makes them compelling as franchises is that you get to perform the action. When you take that aspect away, why should I watch that over another action film beyond brand recognition? That That's the fundamental challenge, in, well, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's sort of hard because some of those series, like, no offense, their storytelling has never been fucking They're strong suits. They're strong suits. They're yeah, yeah. play, and that's <laughs> yeah. what you're losing. Exactly, Though, right? what is interesting is that I think Uncharted 4, like, Uncharted strength actually is its storytelling over its gameplay. Maybe. I like its gameplay, but to give you an example, my partner had a goddamn blast watching me play uncharted 4 like she was like this is like i'm watching a tv show you know what i mean like she was like like that for her was like actually the excitement was watching it not so much and then i remember giving her the controller for a second she was like can i try for a second and she was like oh my god <laughs> i just like couldn't do it right <laughs> she can do first person shooters and stuff but like nathan it was like so unwieldy for her so it is interesting i actually think like that maybe and same with the last of us right like she had she loved watching me play last of us uh one and two and so 
yeah, it's curious to me. Like, I actually think a little bit, like, I'm like, out of all of the games that could make potentially good series, Last of Us and Uncharted, I'm like, those have some of the best potential. Um, yeah, granted. Yeah, mostly because I think they're also borrowing so heavily from cinematic type stylings, you know? Like, they're already so close. But then that's also the danger, is that they're already so close <laughs> that, like, why make them into stuff mm. except to appeal to those like my partner say who are never going to play the game and um but i don't know i'm real fucking worried about that uncharted movie it looks kind of generic but um yeah we'll see yeah and it, it looks like it borrows way too heavily from the source material to be interesting to anyone who would recognize that brand name yeah. like they, it looks like they've ripped the whole airplane thing wholesale from the Though, game. I will say I saw a new trailer that actually shows a little bit more of why that airplane thing is happening and uh they're doing some shit that's crazy that's different. <laughs> like, okay. But I do agree with you. I think a lot of it is gonna be too similar, but there was something that I won't don't want to spoil, but I was like, hmm, this'll be fun we'll to see rent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that other things that make uh, this kind of adaptation like hard is because of the duration especially when you're making a movie mm. or when you're making a series is if the series is too short for example a standard uh, adaptation for anime is like 13 episodes yeah and that is not enough time to cover an entire the entire part of the game and the ones that that comes the, the 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 ones that come to mind that are like good adaptations are the ones that are 25 episodes for example such as Steinsgate uh or to a lesser degree Steinsgate zero did Steinsgate start as a game yeah Steinsgate is, uh, started as a visual novel wow didn't fucking know that thought that was and like a manga or the something the psp of all things no the the visual novel uh led, led to manga um anime and also there are like spin off not spin off but kind of like a complementary light novel material and stuff well, like that. Well that's interesting because I actually never played any of the games. I watched the anime and loved it. That's what got me into Steinsgate. I just thought it was an anime anime first. So like that's why yeah. I got into that was it. Danganronpa for me, funnily enough. I did yeah. exactly the same thing with Danganronpa, yeah. Yeah, with the difference that um Steinsgate is like such a good um adaptation that if you don't have like the option to play the game, the anime is already a stellar, uh, a stellar piece of media. Yeah, the anime was. Uh, when I think Nanganropa loses a lot of the, mm. I guess the identity of the game that gives it like the, the the something something that makes the game so like, better or good or like more. Well, invested, I guess. It was still mainly good. because of the mixations. It was still good, but you, you're right. You lose the deductive part of it and you lose the aha of like piecing it all yeah. together. But it's still really good. Like, as yeah. an adaptation, it's really good. It, it got me to play the game. So, you know. It's like the Phoenix Yeah, It's more like anime. a piece of marketing sometimes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, it's like the Phoenix Wright anime. Like, I love that anime. It's a little rough around the edges. I love it. But, like, it's not, yeah. it's not a substitute for playing that game. But at the same time, it's like, as someone who loves the game, it was super fun to go and watch it. Um, I agree. Yeah. But I have to say, like, Japan, I think, is a different boat because even they've got, like, the Phoenix Wright fucking theatrical productions, which are amazing uh, and just totally different. But then, like, 
like I guess musicals and the musicals yeah like you were talking about was it Code Realize yeah Code Realize and that was a very interesting case because the first half of the musical was really really good and also like sticking to the source material mm. to a point I, I I didn't believe it was possible in such in such like a short ish production because it's still like two hours and something but it's still a lot shorter than the 13 hours that takes you to go through a route of the game. But they did a fantastic job on that first half. And then they kind of went like weird in the second half, but it still was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, that, that that one was streamed like for over a couple of weeks for free. Mm-hmm. And right now you can either stream it from Amazon, from Amazon Japan or buy the blu-ray because yeah these things are sold into blu-rays in japan Mm -hmm. and it's neat because maybe maybe just japan like again i feel like we always have to really separate these things because japan is such a different it's just so different right and like culturally they have an anime industry and it seems they have a theatrical industry too i guess which like i don't which is true (laughs) they've always had a really deep theatrical practice in many different forms kabuki buto like there's all sorts of whatnot that goes back ages and ages and so like the idea of them having these modern adaptations of video games but you think too like video games are so much more i think culturally enmeshed in a different sort of form than they are in the west um you know, we get we're getting esports and stuff like that in the West, but I feel like in the West it's it's more like it's almost more like the I don't know. This is a generalization, so we can't really say much for sure. But like the the competitive or like the gameplay aspect of it seems to be more like pushed here in some ways. Um, mainstream, I guess. Like when I think about like the people I know who aren't like really obsessed with the hobby, and when they think of video games, they're like, oh, you know, like Madden and COD, right? And I'm like. <laughs> FIFA, yeah, 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 you, yeah. Know, you know what I mean, right? Like that sort of idea. But then Japan is like, well, that's not really like. Obviously, these it all exists in its own. But like, they'll make a fucking like, how production about Dragon Quest, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like, yep, like that would have never happened here. But then in the West, you've got Hollywood, right? And I think maybe that's where we're seeing a difference. Where like you're talking about these big action flicks, and like a lot of those action flicks that come out fucking suck, just in general. <laughs> Like, and then you put video game properties like fucking Monster Hunter. Oh yeah, that was a thing. Right, <laughs> and I forgot that. Right. I forgot about That's that. That's one of the better ones in terms of ratings right? and reviews. That's what's fucking insane. Um, because didn't have didn't have like Resident Evil Meal or whatever her name is out of. It did. Well, it's the same guy. It's the same guy who directed it because they're married. Oh, it is. It's her husband. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. dumb. <laughs> um something anderson right i can't remember fucking what's his name um uh yeah paul ws anderson he did like the resident evil movies and he did the fucking monster hunter movies and listen i think actually capcom was probably pleased with it anyway because they fucking clearly like they do you know what I mean? like i feel a little bit like they're just like whatever we just want a movie that makes money and right <laughs> increases brand recognition mm. you know what i mean like they're not like i don't give a I shit i clearly did a poor job because i didn't know the movie existed true speaking but- of one of the better movies detective pikachu because it mm-hmm. it's not that it adapted the source material like perfectly but it took the idea like the core of the of the idea and made something out of it and i think that approach was better for this particular case because it gives something to watch to the people that already played the game but also it's more appealing appealing to the general fan base of yeah Pokemon. 
so like i think we've been and it also has a lot of easter eggs yes like a lot a lot of easter eggs and some horrific pokemon in the best way possible <laughs> like those yeah. cg pokemon i was like oh yeah never mind i'm glad pokemon don't exist <laughs> You're like, oh, right but um actually i guess we've been dancing around this a little bit anyway but we might as well get into some that we think are good and i think your point what you're saying is like you know something that like takes the source material and tells an interesting story with it but also doesn't try to do the fucking gameplay thing because that's what i think really fucking goes wrong in a lot of these adaptations is that they're like oh it's a video game like i'm thinking of the doom adaptation or they're like let's do a part where it's in first person and you're like bruh fucking don't do this like like yeah do you know what i mean they're like we got it we, people need to know that it's a video game and you're like they don't fucking need to know that but then you get something like arcane which i watched recently and is fucking stunning like this visually is one of the most impressive animated things I've ever seen. It is it is absolutely gorgeous. Storytelling-wise, really goddamn good. Those first three episodes are like a fucking masterpiece, and it keeps going, and it's great. And I don't jack. I knew nothing about this world or these people, right? It's like League of Legends. I, I don't know. I don't know who the fuck Jinx is. Like, all these people, I was like, I don't know who they are. And, like, I kind of slightly recognized one of them at one point. I was like, oh, maybe I've seen, like, a fucking jpeg of this chick at some point but i'm like i don't know who you are and it didn't matter i got fully into it they explained it well and now i'm like curious about this world i'm not gonna go play league again because <laughs> it's been years and I'm, I'm good but maybe i'll play some of their other ones like ruined king and stuff like that right like it like actually it just worked like it didn't at no point when you're watching that do you realize that this is based off of a video game there's nothing to indicate that yeah um might be a cop out. I felt that about The Witcher as well. Mm. The Netflix adaptation of that, admittedly, game adaptation of a book adaptation of arguably a plagiarized. Uh, anyway, but yeah, <laughs> right. the, it, that series stood on its own mm-hmm. uh, and told a really compelling story that didn't require knowledge of the game, but definitely had like benefits for those who knew that story some of those characters and, and things yeah. like that um the animated prequel especially like even having only just played a little bit of the first game mm. um seeing a young vesemir and, and mm. you know some of the characters that move into those slots like you could definitely enjoy that without knowing who vesemir is outside of that show but it, it gives it extra flavor and i think that that's the dream adaptation like this if you want to try and appeal to the broadest church you have to make it accessible but with, you know, the odd nod and, and thing that's going to sort of go, ah, and for someone a, who's already seen it. Yeah, it's such a weird example too, right? Because that television show is really solely adapting the books. Like that first season was fully from the books and same with the second yeah. and, and everything. But like you said, it's popular because of the game. Right? So like, it, it's a weird, it is a weird transmedia kind of example where it's like pulling from everything and you're like, huh. But Castlevania is another one that um, straight just incredible. And again, it's because it has nothing to do with the fucking. There's some characters who are in the games a little bit, but it's not adapting the games. It's just creating a Castlevania story and like yeah. doing like, and that's the best part of it. There's no goddamn 
I mean, some things are set in castles, like Dracula's castle is clearly a thing, but it's not like they're trying to do like a, okay, he goes over here and find this thing, which unlocks that, you know what I mean? Like they're not, they're not doing the Castlevania gameplay as the storytelling elements. They're just taking Castlevania and then deciding how would this make a good television series? How would this make a good narrative? Right. And like, Mm. yeah, that to me is where it gets the best. It's like, what are the characters that they have? How do we expand them, create them? And like, it's faithful, but it's not it's not bowing to tradition, you know, which I think some of these adaptations do is that they get stuck in this concept of like, what has to be in this to make this actually effective, you know, Hmm. which, Oh wait, I think Paula's like collecting a few other things for some comments. So we're going to pass it over to her in a second. But one other one I'll say that is incredible. That's a movie is werewolves within, which I don't know if anyone's seen. This is by my, I haven't even heard of, yeah, by my accounts, this is the best video game adaptation film I've ever seen. It's just, it's great. You know what? It's an adaptation of a fucking Ubisoft VR game, which like... <laughs> oh my God. Yes! How do you... How? I, I know, I know. It's I think it's about like um, a game where you're like trying to figure out who's the werewolf kind of thing. And it's like one of those questioning games. Um, and the movie is fucking hilarious. It's by one of those... Uh, one of the college humor guy, old college humor dudes, he directed it. And um, it's super funny because they're basically in this like small town and like someone's a werewolf and all these people are dying and they have to like figure out who the werewolf is. And it's just like really funny, um, like a cohesive, fun narrative that's just really enjoyable. And I was like, and this thing's based off of a freaking VR game. Okay. <laughs> so like part of me kind of wants to see more like just random games getting adapted because it clearly works <laughs> no I, I was still like baffled of how they make that work but it kind of works because it's pretty much a game of were- of werewolves and there's like a mm-hmm. lot of versions of girls like even board games and you can tell from the trailer which i've just looked at like you can tell it's pitched as a comedy and i can very much see that working oh it's a big comedy it's it's very funny beautiful um yeah so, i don't know anyone else Thoughts, Paula? I think you wrote down a couple things. Oh, yeah. Um, and I have like, oh, I can't even because there's so much anime. And <laughs> I think most of the time they fucked it, they, they fucked it up. And, and especially like with Atomic Games because they only give them like 13 episodes or so. But one of the good ones is Hakuogeshin Sengumikitan that adapts like the Hakuoki original game for the PS2, I think. Mm-hmm. And one that is an interesting case because it is a game that didn't come out here is Hakuoki Reme Doku, that is actually a prequel to the Hakuoki games and has like a different pro- the protagonist and it's just a regular vision novel. And the game, I think, did a... The, the anime, th- I think, did a good job with that one. Plus, it gave most of the fan base that is in Japanese uh, a way to experience that particular piece of media. Hmm. And yeah, and generally, what I think about the adaptations is either it has to be like different to the source material, it either has to be like something based on the universe, but maybe like a complementary piece of work. Like um, over a stream, we were talking about like a fan and then how it would, be, it would be like very funny to have a particular period inside of, ga- of the game that 
didn't have like anything of like story importance happening to have it like, to be made into an anime like kind of a, a spin off of, of how Cotton and the regulars were like setting up the the cafe and and all the antics they they will probably get into because of of how um special I guess or how of how much of a gremlin everyone in that cafe is. Uh, and then you have like the direct adaptations that have to be made like very carefully because you don't want to trace the material like one to one. You kind of want it to be an adaptation without being a complete adaptation because usually people don't want to replace the source material. You, um, mm -hmm. What happens more often than not is they want to advertise the, the source material. Um, and I guess from that an advertisement point is that a lot of the, the problems uh, are that come with adaptation. That's pretty fair. You're making me think actually like... Uh... There's one big one that I feel like we missed. Digimon. Fucking Digimon is just an adaptation of the virtual pet that they made at the beginning because it started as a Tamagotchi, right? <laughs> they still saw those. I was well, in a shop the other day and they, like, they started doing or... reprints. They sell them new now. No, still, it, it's a thing. Yeah, it didn't start as a card game. No, it started as a Tamagotchi for boys. That was the whole concept. It was like these little monsters. Oh my God. Yeah, and then it turned into this anime that was like fucking way better than it had any goddamn right to be right mm. like it's when you think about that you're like oh so they created this uh television show about a virtual world and about the interconnection of the internet and like these young people trying to explore that out of a fucking tamagotchi <laughs> like what and the, the the funniest thing is that later when they introduced like the card game and you could like and and then they they got like Digimon Tamers. I think that was the third Digimon anime. Yeah, who knows? And <laughs> that remember. one used the cards. Mm -hmm. uh, Actually, yeah. the and also the card game is still going strong. And I don't think there's an application for that, like in Pokemon. I don't know. You don't think um, there's a what in Pokemon for that? Oh no! Uh, like in Pokemon, they have the online TCG thing that yes, is yeah. uh, pretty much like. Yeah, um, but I don't think Digimon has that. I don't think Not Digimon's card know. game portion ever really took off as intensely as like Pokemon and stuff. Like they kind of seem to have relegated to the games and the um, um, oh, the anime, you but... don't know what's going on then because lately, like the the latest one uh, has been picking up like real good. And actually, but what's like, real good? Our, actually, one of one of one of our guests, Aaron, is a big fan of the Digimon card game. Mm -hmm. And oh my god, he explained me the rules, and and suddenly there's a lot of people that I know that use like I guess like not official software to play oh, the yeah. card game, but it seems to pre it is really fun. But see, this is what I mean, though, like where it's like, I know there are fans of it, obviously, like, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just think in terms of like the grand scheme of like, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think the card game for Digimon, at least, is probably on the lower tier. That's still very popular, Yeah, it's I'm probably sure. less. Yeah. It's probably not, not as well known as the other two either. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved Digimon cards when I was younger. They were dope looking, man. They had like, those cool <laughs> monsters. It was cool shit. I loved it. Um, anyway. 
sorry but i think there was like a new like they did like a new rollout of digimon cards last in like 2020 or something yeah. like that. i think bad timing but whatever <laughs> you know um <laughs> anyway um so that do anything we want to add on like uh some of the, our, our favorites or whatnot i would love to really quickly interact with clank not because it's my favorite oh, sure, just yeah. because i think it's another interesting inflection because this is a game that spawned a movie and the movie basically informed the remake of the original game Yeah. because said remake was essentially structured around taking clips from the movie mm-hmm. um, and, and it sort of ruined the game as a result because it had to try and adhere to these clips that didn't really work in the context of what the game was doing. Um, and it arguably ruined the movie because the movie was trying to fit in like everything from all of the games mm-hmm. at the same time. Like you had Drek and nefarious and a few other enemies and it, it's just a whole mess dumpster fire situation it's not like it's been farmed out to an anderson and, and wife co um like some of the catacomb stuff it's like it's sony's in-house movie department that yeah. did this sony owned the ip like uh... if it was ever to have a good shot at it this was it and they still managed to sort of drop the ball yeah. um I think they hired like big talent that sort of phoned it in as well. Like I think sliced alone and Ray Liotta and a few other people who were, they would have paid too much money to even get out of bed sort of thing. Um, mm. and, and your budget's wasted on that in an animated kids cartoon about a video game that, you know, you don't need an expensive aging former star to like lend their voice to it. You just need, someone who can do a good voice well and i think they but, learned yeah. their lesson like because like with rift apart and whatnot it seems like that has been an excellent game and it's just kind of standing on yes. its own merits right yeah absolutely yeah yeah if i'm trying to think because um well so Gihime doesn't have an anime adaptation we don't talk about that here hmm. but the fate series originated also from a visual novel and they've they've been pretty much adapting like different routes of, of of the visual novel and that somehow it seems that works pretty well though it's very difficult i mean expensive i guess to do something like that hmm. uh but i felt like i had to do a little shout out to that because uh at the very least like it seems they 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 did something good with that uh mm-hmm. with dedicating a full run anime to each of the routes and you get a more flesh out sorry it's not gonna happen with everything but it can work and um well stage skates and stage skates here has to be like the pinnacle of adaptations for me and i'm pretty sad that the other science adventure games like chaos head and robotic notes didn't get as good as a treatment as stage skates but still uh, Chaos Head not good at all. Robotic notes, I guess, good enough. And Stains is pinnacle adaptation there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I don't really have more to say on That's the fine. on the topic besides like listing more examples, which are probably all anime. But yeah. <laughs> I figured <laughs> that's all right. Well, when I was just thinking like quickly when it comes to the horizon, like I think right now we have another push of, and there's always been like, there's always been a lot of series that are kind of like sitting on the back burner that people are saying adaptations are coming and whatnot. But it seems as though there is a renewed push, particularly on the Sony front. Uh, but U- Ubisoft's trying to do it too. Yeah. Fucking Ubisoft, man. Just, oh Jesus. You can so tell that they're like, we don't really care about artistry. We just want to make money. <laughs> and you're like, 
they're just trying to milk the fuck out of their franchises so bad um but anyway like you know we've got last of us coming we have halo coming which looks rough but uh <laughs> we'll oh, see yeah. like, uh, mass effect is rumored it's been rumored for so long but there's been like like pushed like like newly renewed rumors of some kind of tv thing coming with it who fucking knows i think there was like an i think someone i don't know anyway there, but there's a fallout one confirmed coming which could be good like i'm like that there's a lot of stuff you could do in that world like you know you wouldn't have to adapt any of the games you could just create that but like aren't we a little done with post-apocalypse like we got last of us coming and now we got i'm like i think we're good yeah um and like i said ubisoft is doing like splinter cell they're doing far cry and like assassin's creed and shit like they got so many coming but the only one that i think is going to be fucking great is the Cuphead show. <laughs> it looks awesome. Mm. It's just through the Cuphead animation. And I'm like, that's great. Like, that that will be fun. <laughs> I, it's hard to imagine that not sticking the landing. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and speaking of not sticking the landing, the Mario movie, well, let's just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if Chris Pratt's voicing Mario, I'm there. <laughs> You're like, I'm fucking down. I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm just watching from very far away that particular mm-hmm. adaptation. I am so cautiously, cautiously optimistic about uh, Color Mali's uh, anime adaptation because, well, that was announced a couple of years ago and we haven't heard anything about that. And if it gets the 13 episode treatment i thought it's gonna be good COVID so. probably rocked those like animation studios yeah COVID. i mean those animation studios in japan are already overworked anyway but but covid was like the straw that broke the camel's back over there yeah. well why don't we uh move along then um and talk about r2d2 1999's question so they ask, what's a gaming series that you think would make a good movie or TV show? So we've talked about some of them now. So now let's take a look at what we think would actually be pretty good. And I'm not going to lie. This was a hard one for me because <laughs> a lot of them already have like adaptations, especially like some of the ones that I think are very narrative are often Japanese. And I'm like, well, they already got freaking adaptations. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I have one. What? 13 Sentinels, you think? I have yeah. one. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I have one idea that could actually work. Okay. Go and on. that is Shimaui Tensei, because they could make an entirely new uh, post-apocalyptic thing or an entirely new story and somehow make it work. Hmm. Because of, and it has to be a series, because a movie I don't think is enough to... To, to showcase how rich the world in these games can actually be. Mm. Hmm. Let me throw a recent one out there. Ghost Trick, I think, would make an excellent right. show. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, would well, like any of the animated um any animated thing, you know what okay, this is hard though, because like one of the one first ones that came to my mind is also one though that I feel like I don't know if it like counts because like I was thinking of Knights of the Old Republic and like that would be a fucking incredible TV series. Like, especially in the Mandalorian style. Like, forget the goddamn remake. Just make a goddamn live action of mm-hmm. that game. But then it's also tough because those games are basically based off of a movie series anyway. But, like, you know, yeah. I just think, like, because it, it's such a rich 
time period that they investigate in there and like no oh, it'd be such a good tv show it would be so good you could even like you could like do it based on the planets that they visit like each freaking episode could mm-hmm. be a different planet you know and like uh <laughs> it'd be so good <laughs> But I uh, think a lot of Zelda franchise, not a lot of Zelda franchise, Christ, let me try again. A lot of Nintendo franchises would lend themselves mm-hmm. well in the sense that there's enough of an identity in those characters, but there's also enough free space to sort of build your own ideas into those worlds. Whether yeah. it's Zelda, whether it's a Donkey Kong, whether it's a Metroid, yeah. uh, it's a fucking Splatoon. I could see that kind of work. Oh my God. I just remember the Zelda TV show. That was a meme, a walking Hello. meme. <laughs> CDI, baby. Oh, that was so rough. That was so rough. Um, actually, so hungry, I could eat another truck. No, that was a CDI games. <laughs> What's the difference? They, I mean, the animation is so bad on that because they had no budget. They literally like subcontracted okay. it out twice, and you end up with like some people in like Eastern Europe who are like making next to nothing and on a time frame that no one could do anything good with yeah do you know what i think would make a hilariously awesome tv show are the trauma Uh center games like if you turn that into like yeah do you know what i mean like 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 a procedural um fucking uh hospital television show like like an anime about like all like this crazy disease like i think of trauma team and it had like one big disease but there's also all these cases i think it could be really funny like especially if you take it if you don't take it too seriously, but you give it in that, like, um, I don't know, like, think how popular Grey's Anatomy or, like, House is, right? If you do it like that, but, like, with that, like, world, I think it'd be pretty fun. <laughs> mm. Or just Bayonetta. Just give me a Bayonetta series. I don't think that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. About it. Actually, yeah. That'd be dope. Make it animated, though. I don't want none of this fucking real shit. That'd be so weird. <laughs> it would work good. <laughs> It'd be like like when they try to do like like. Have you ever seen Devil May Cry when they uh they show because they do like um they'll do some like uh motion capture stuff and so like they show some of like what the mocap looked like and it's very funny. <laughs> it's like those games are so stylized that like when you try to put it on a real person it's like when they made the dragon ball z movie remember that <laughs> fucking horrific because that shit doesn't work in live action it just does not um now you that you brought up like the the will of my cry games one of the things that it, it is not an adaptation at all it's more like uh capcom had like some videos of how they not how they made the scenes, but how they, they, they make like the mock-ups of the scenes. Yeah. Those are hilarious. I love them so much. Yeah. And they're really sweet. Like, it's fine. Obviously, that wouldn't be what a real show would look like. But yeah, it's great. Actually, okay, wait. Last one. A David Lynch-directed control series with like Alan Wake mixed in and shit. Be fucking incredible. Shut up and take my money. I know, Shut right? Wouldn't that be awesome? Take my money. <laughs> oh. oh, you're out to some finish soon. I want it. Yeah, all right. I guess we can leave, we'll leave that there. <laughs> well, hey, you guys at home, what would you love to see made into a movie or a TV show? Why don't you let us know in the comment box just down below the like button you're going to go and smash anyway. Yeah, and why don't we move on to... We got a nice... And This is a clippy episode today. Look at us going. Mm. Um... Let's move on to How Long to Beat the Game. Paula, tell us, what are we playing for? Well, I am trying to find the search options. Oh, I found it. (laughs) 
What's the amateur game? hour over here? There we go. Come on. Yeah, give me. Let me go. Yeah, what is this? Randomize. <laughs> what? Nothing. We've already done what? Sixty episodes. Oh, it's Leisure Suit Larry loves for sale. Oh, okay. Ooh. Leisure Suit Larry, classic. Um, you said loves. Uh, yeah, for I'm sale. just gonna go ahead and send you a screenshot of the thing, so you know which one. <laughs> which one? There are a lot of. I feel like I don't need there. to know which one. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, this this one is one of the older ones. What's one of the older, like mm-hmm. one of the PC ones? Yeah, because I know there's like uh, a new wave of Leisure Suit Larry. God, I the titles released. are so good. Um, <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry. Like my God, <laughs> just like yep. <laughs> oh, so bad. Um, so sorry. You said this is the one like um, Leisure Suit Larry Love for Sale. Is that it? Yep. Okay. Love. For oh, sale. it's the seventh one. This is the seventh? Jesus. I think... I think I know what I'm going for here. I think I'm doing another 5, 6, 7, 8. You're going 8, 8, 8, 8, 8 9? Uh, yeah, I'm going 8, 8, 9. I'm just swinging for the fences. I'm going to go 6, 7, 8. I don't think it's any longer than that. I don't think... I'm tempted to go with a 555, but I don't think that's it. Because I I can't imagine Mm. these are super long. Like, they they churned these out like fucking crazy. Like, it was just like. Like, let me. Hold on. These are Susan. Were these games any good? I guess anyone ever played them? I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Uh, five, uh, five, six, seven. All right. Well, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us what we got here? So, main story, five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Main okay. plus extra, six hours. And completion is seven and a half hours. Pop, pop, pop. I think we all got them, eh? Five points across the board. Yep. Which means 148 for Alex, 143 for Rick, and. 128 for Paula. Oh, look at us go. Look at us going. <laughs> uh, Not me. We can't need to to have like a crazy game. So we've been getting some low balls to, to, lately. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Like we've had a lot of the five-ish hour-ish ones. I don't know. Look, that's just what happens, right? When we get a guest on again, it'll be a crazy difficult game. <laughs> yep. And I'm gonna be sad. I got no. I'm gonna be mad that I said, "Oh, we need a crazy game because that's gonna be the one I'm not gonna get." Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, then I think that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Um, a more compact episode than last week for sure. My God. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we'll see you all next week, folks. Toodaloo. See you then. Bye.